Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. So I'm off of work this week, although I'm still running around with my two kids, so I wouldn't exactly call it a vacation. But I do have a little bit more time where I'm not pulled in so many directions to think and reflect for a bit. And because it's the first week of July and we're officially halfway through the year, I had the chance to do a little mid-year check-in. And I love checkpoints. I love any opportunity to slow down and reflect. This is where I get my biggest insights. And honestly, I think it just gives me a clean slate where I can reassess where I am, where I'm going, and start new with different intentions. I was listening to this podcast recently where they did this exercise, and I love the idea because it forces me to ask myself some really honest questions. The podcast I listened to breaks this down into several questions, but I think there's a good amount of overlapping, so for simplicity purposes, I'm going to stick with the first two, and I'm going to tweak them a little bit. So, The questions are these, what has been working for me over the last six months and what hasn't? All with the intention of taking this a step further and asking ourselves, what should we continue doing, assuming this is something that has worked, and what should we not continue doing because maybe that didn't feel very good. I love these questions because they're so vague that it really forces me to get granular. And I feel like I've been so busy these last few weeks and months even with the end of school and all the transitions and busy season at work that I've gotten away from living intentionally. And I've really just been in reactive mode, especially with this transition into summer and everyone being on different schedules right now. So let me just dive right in. I'm going to walk through this exercise that I did for myself and share with you guys what I've been learning. I also want to finish up this episode with one of the biggest lessons that I've learned over the first half of 2023, which I feel like will resonate for so many of you out there listening to. All right. So what has worked for me over the last six months? The first thing is actually slowing down. And this takes a few forms for me. The first is physical. So actually taking the time to be quiet. This has been one of the hardest things for me as a recovering perfectionist who has always gotten results from constantly going and accomplishing, right? And believe me, I still struggle with this all the time. Even this week, I will wake up with the intention of taking a few minutes to meditate and then the kids come in and it's immediately like off to the races, right? But I so see the benefits when I do. And when I can start the day without any urgency to get up and go and start tackling my to-do list, and all of you out there listening know what I'm talking about, I am a kinder, gentler, more patient person with everyone else and with myself. 
it's unbelievable the shifts that I have when I actually take a little bit of time for myself. I used to think that doing that, taking time for myself had to be a big thing, like going for a five mile run or getting a pedicure. And sure, it can be, right? But it doesn't have to be. I've been doing a lot more of these guided meditations. I use the Insight Timer app lately that are like 10 minutes or less. And they make me feel calmer and more grounded as I start my day. I've also tried breath work a few times, which is really intense and also really, really cool. I love the idea of it. I want to do more of it because I'm fascinated by the physical effect of literally just tuning into what we already have as a healing tool. The other piece to slowing down is mentally and emotionally slowing down. And what I mean by this is removing myself from the constant messages and shatter and anxiety that comes with being in this instant gratification world. So taking more intentional breaks from my phone and the things that I know will work up my nervous system, the news, the social media, the things that trigger me to go into an anxiety spiral or start comparing my life to someone else's. I realize that I often go to these things when I'm tired and just need a break from what's right in front of me. And in order to break a habit, we need to replace it with something else. So for the last few weeks, whenever I feel the need to check out or just decompress from the stress of life, I've been trying to find another activity to fill that space. I bought myself a word search book, which I actually really enjoy doing, and the kids like helping me with it. I've also found myself coloring more with my younger son. He's got these great scented gel pens that work like markers, and it just feels really calming to me to sit at the table and color together. So I want to keep doing more things like that so I can feel grounded and connected and spend less time on my phone, honestly feeling disconnected from what really matters to me. And another thing that's worked for me over the last six months has been investing in myself. For the longest time, I thought I didn't need to, and I thought it was a waste of money. But I've been engaging with some coaches recently, and I can really feel a shift in me as a person and as a professional. I'm working with a marketing consultant to help me do some rebranding work and actually do a real website, which is something I've always wanted to do. And through that, comes a lot of personal introspective work on who I am and where I'm going. It's been a journey that has challenged me and I know I'm growing at the same time. I've also invested in a working mom coach who through an awful lot of tears is helping keep me accountable for taking care of myself since we all know how easy it is to get lost in this stage of life. And that's felt really aligned for me and gives me some extra support and always seems to come when I need it the most, or at least when I'm at capacity and struggling to provide it to myself. There's always the thought, right, that crosses my mind with coaching and getting outside professional help. Is it worth the money? Can't I just figure this out on my own? Well, I've discovered that I can't, at least not right now. And I get extremely overwhelmed when I try because I have so many competing demands coming at me. So for me, it's absolutely worth the money. Again, 
This goes back to aligning our intentions and our values with our dollars. Only you are going to see the value in those services and being pushed to get out of your comfort zone as a way to stop staying stagnant, at least for me, is such a priority. So it's absolutely something that I'm going to continue to do. Okay, so shifting a little bit, now is the fun and slightly uncomfortable part. What didn't work for me these last six months? First and foremost, I think continuing to have this needy energy where I feel like I need something or someone outside of me to do something and then I'll be happy. Ugh, like just saying this makes me feel so blah. But we all do this and we do it more than we probably even realize. This is where the slowing down and the grounding that I talked about earlier comes into play. But it's easier said than done. I can still do daily meditations and continue to make my happiness contingent on whether someone emails me back or accepts my invitation or asks me to do something, right? You name it. It could literally be anything, any, any reason to be contingent on someone or something else outside of us. But my happiness doesn't need to be contingent on anything outside of myself. And when I start to recognize that this is happening, because it does, and it will continue to, because we're human, then that's when I know I need to center myself again. But oh my goodness, is it hard? Because again, we live in an instant gratification culture where we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people. So we assume that what we see on our Instagram feed is reality and that everyone else is happy and doing these amazing, fun things all the time. But it's not true. And the sooner we realize that, it's not the things, it's the feeling behind the things. And we can create that feeling inside of ourselves, the easier this will become. The other thing that hasn't worked for me these last six months, which is actually related to what I just mentioned, is continuing the cycle of reactivity. And what I mean by this is letting myself get swayed by someone or something else, so much so that when something happens, someone says something, right, or life doesn't go the way we planned, I react from a place of heightened emotion rather than from a centered, more thoughtful place. I tell my kids this all the time. We need to respond, not react. Yet, I also haven't been practicing what I preach. And I hate that. It's so frustrating. I hate that I can't just say and do the right things all the time. And that I can't be that perfect role model that I want to be for my kids. But this is where self-compassion comes in, right? We are human. We're learning And the kids may see me struggle, but they know that I'm trying. As women, we're so good at giving other people patience and grace, and we need to get a little bit better at giving those things to ourselves. So to sum everything up, my biggest lesson of the last six months is this, and I alluded to this earlier. It's the little things that are the big things. This always seems so cheesy to me, but I think that's because I really didn't understand it or have the perspective that I do now. But we live in a world right now where we are bombarded by so many seemingly 
big things that it can be hard to bring ourselves back to the little things like my seven-year-old's laugh when he's being tickled or a cool breeze on a particularly hot day, right? But if we don't focus on these things, we're going to miss it. So we have the option. We can slow our roll and connect in the here and now with what's in front of us. Or we can connect in a very shallow or fleeting way with what's swirling around out there. Whether that's the news or social media or whatever it is, right? We get to make the decision. It's not always going to be perfect. So give yourself some slack here and there. But the more that we choose the here and now, I believe the more fulfilled we'll be. So that's where I'm going to focus my energy today. I'll figure out tomorrow when I get there. But all I can do is focus on today. All right, you guys, thank you for listening. If you liked this episode, please go share it with a friend or someone who you think would appreciate some words of encouragement today. Also, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and follow me so you can be in the know about all the really cool episodes that I have coming up. And if you're up for it, I would love it if you could write me a review since that's how I can reach more people. Thank you so much, you guys. And I'll talk to you next time. 